0: Say we've hit her, batter, and let's get at her. Welcome, everyone, to Racetime Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, also live on racetimeradio.com. And for our second time, hello to everybody out in YouTube land. Uh, you can follow along at Racetime Radio TV on YouTube. We are all live on there, too. Junior. In the studio as well. What's going on there, Junebug? How are you? Hey, just a uh, uh,
1: busy weekend of racing. Another busy Another, weekend yeah. of racing. Yeah, I, I tell you what, we're winding down towards the end of, uh, it, the, end of the season, uh, but uh, definitely getting some uh, some racing in to close out the year and and uh, looking forward to uh, what is to come uh, over the next four to five weeks. Oh, yeah. you got a lot still to come, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely... Um, not necessarily the busiest with travel, but the busiest uh, with with amount of races. Yeah. Um, You know, between Championship Weekend at Delaware, uh, Autumn Colors, you know, uh, the Oktoberfest Weekend at Flamborough, uh, Velocity Weekend at Sunset. uh, You know, there's... uh, a ton of racing between between now and the end of the year. So uh, uh, b- before we pack it all in for the for the winter season, but uh, uh, definitely a lot of fun.
0: Well, you got a win on Friday night at Delaware Speedway with the Did, fifty-one does a heat
1: win count. I yeah, don't think it does.
0: Sure does. A checkered flag shot. Man. Hey, a
1: checkered flag pitcher, I guess they yeah. uh, they never used to do checkered flag pictures for heat wins at uh, at Delaware, but uh, now they do. So yeah. I guess I guess if there is a pitcher that exists, then uh, it counts. But things uh, are a changing. It was, it was pretty cool, you know i sent you a text uh from in the spotter stand um you know i spent years at delaware speedway yeah um you know spotting against ron sheridan and and uh you know steve robley and uh all those guys and uh this year uh i've got a chance to spot for jake sheridan yeah and yeah. now matt robley <laughs> which huh. is uh next generation <laughs> pretty cool yeah, yeah. it uh, it was a lot of fun uh, uh working with them, they were a little bit shorthanded and uh as well. Got to work with my buddy Rick Verburn. Uh man. He had a, it fast been a 88, man. It should have been a pitcher uh with the superstock as well, but uh, uh unfortunately got uh, tied up with a lap car uh coming to the checkers and uh uh, just got blocked and uh yeah it was a, it was a bum deal but uh we're going to talk to uh, the winner of that race. Yes, we are. Um, we'll Good we'll news. poke and prod at the, at the winner of that race, but well, yeah. uh, let, uh Pete is a great dude.
0: Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight and it is uh, stacked, so to speak. Uh we got Ashton Tucker going to join us right off the top of the show. Uh, Ashton went out won another 250. This time he did it in New Brunswick at Speedway 660. Uh, now we are a little bit behind here because we weren't on last week, so we got to get Ashton on this very show. Uh, Cole Butcher also going to join the show. He, while we were off, went out and won himself the iconic. Oxford 250, Uh, he did that win. And how about this? He follows it up with another win just yesterday at Riverside International Speedway. So we got lots to talk to Cole tonight about. Then out to the west coast of Canada, we're going to go all the way out there and grab the Canada 200 winner. we got Corbin Thomas going to come on the show. We'll check in with him. That was a marathon run. Uh, I know it paid 50 grand for the... Uh, Enduro at Flamborough Speedway just, uh, you know, a couple days ago. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Corbin Thomas did a great job in the Canada 200, the final race at West Shore Speedway out there. Uh, We'll catch up with Corbin tonight. We'll get his thoughts on it. Ray Morneau from Delaware Speedway did a great job Friday night. He is the points leader, won his fourth feature win. So Ray Morneau is going to join us tonight. Pete van der Weest, uh, the driver the number seven super stock that beat Joe and uh, that spark power machine on Friday night. Uh, Pete is going to join the show. And then we're going to hop back out to the west coast of Canada and we're going to grab Al Labert And we'll talk about the RS1 season finale that comes up next weekend at Penticton. Or, pardon me, not Penticton, at Area 27 uh, that comes up just uh What, in uh, uh, six short days, the season is going to wrap up out there on Canada's uh, West Coast. So that's what we got coming at you tonight. A lot of great guests, and it's going to be rapid fire here. But let's welcome in guest number one, shall we? He went out and won himself another iconic 250 race win. He did it at New Brunswick, Speedway 660, and Ashton Tucker joins the show. What's going on tonight there, Mr. Ashton? How are you? Oop, what do you say, I turn your channel up, and then, you know what? Ashton, we're actually going to hear you. Let me ask you again. How you doing?
2: Oh, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing?
0: Fantastic, man. Hey, congratulations on another iconic 250 win. Good job, man.
2: Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. It was a, it was a close one, but it was nice to be able to pick up another win in that race. It's, it's our third one now in four years, so we'll take it.
0: Hey, a lot of leaders in that race. I watched it all uh, uh, on uh, Flow Racing. Uh, you guys did a great job out there, man. You had to have a good car at the end of that race, and you did it once again.
2: You know, we were good all weekend in the 83. He was real good all weekend with Come race time, we we're, we're pretty even. In a, I, between the two of us, I don't know who would have won it if it came down to the end, but he ended up having some misfortunes there after the pit stops and kind of gave us a break. We didn't even really have to use our stuff up at the end, but it was nice to get another win.
0: Yeah, good car, good tires, good everything. Uh, the crew had to be spot on. There was a lot of cars in this one, Ashton.
2: Yeah, no, there's a good amount of cars. I think there's 24, 25. But, um, yeah, no, your crew, they can, they don't, can't win you the race in the pits, but they can lose it for you. But our crew did a good job and made good changes on our car all weekend and even at our pit stop and put me in good position there after the pit stops and we managed to get another one.
1: Ashton, uh, obviously, two fifties are you know kind of the norm now out in the East Coast. Uh, You guys, you guys run two fifties, well, basically three times a year. um, uh, You know, in the Maritimes, Um, but that racetrack itself uh you know, the racing surface is is relatively you know seasoned now um uh, what uh, what does that racing surface do over the course of 250 laps obviously without giving away your secrets but what does the racing surface do over the course of 250 and and uh does it does it change a lot as it rubbers in
2: yeah i don't find it changes a ton but it's just a wore out track and not much grip so i find it's a lot of saving your stuff for you like I feel like you can feel like you're saving stuff, but you're still using up. So you just got to be smart and be a good driver, I guess, and save yourself. I don't find it really changes from start to end, but a lot of it's managing your equipment and being in there at the end. I feel like that's what puts the people up front late in them races about that track.
0: Too bad you didn't win the IWK 250, kiddo. You would have done it this year. You know how many guys have tried to get the three 250s out on the East Coast? You got two out of the three and I know there's a handful that have done the same thing, but did you ever, did you think of that after that 250 win in New Brunswick going, damn, I just missed it?
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I did think about it after we won the second one, but it's tough enough to win one of them, so we're thankful that we were able able to pull off two of them and now the only one left in, up here is the IWK for us for 250s to win, so it would be nice to see if we can't pull that one off. We're getting better down there, but we'll see what happens. We'll try see if we can't get it next year.
1: It seems like every year we talk about somebody uh, coming close or shooting for or trying to get that triple crown. It is an unofficial triple crown, right? Oh, yeah. if, you, if you won all three, if you won the IWK 250, uh, the Cat Two Fifty, or what's the the name of it now? It's the Summer Clash. It, the Summer which, Clash Two Fifty yep. uh, at at Scotia Speed World, and then as well um, the Two Fifty at Six Sixty. Um, it, it is a one hundred percent official or unofficial Triple Crown. Uh, uh, wouldn't it be cool if they did something around that? Oh you yeah. Know? yeah, I, I think yeah, that the, the, the tracks are missing out. I, I know that it is unofficial right now, and it's still talked about, but. I, I honestly feel that if those tracks did something around that, you know, whoever wins the first one obviously is the only one that gets a shot at it. Um, but uh, it would be really cool to uh, to see somebody actually pull it off because it, it has never been done before, right? Well, I don't know if it's never been done. I shouldn't say that, but uh,
0: I, I know uh, in our day over the last uh, twelve years, and everybody's talked about it, but nobody is actually. Actually went out and done it. Yeah. Um, did you race Riverside yesterday, Ashton? I didn't see your name up near the top. Did you race it?
2: No, we're, we just had to take the weekend off this weekend. We're going to get ready for next weekend of the Mike Stevens and focus on that race and see how that goes.
0: Well, nothing wrong with that, man. You've had your foot to the floor a long time this summer. What else you got planned? You got Mike Stevens coming up. Is that going to be your final race of 2022, or have you got anything else planned? Is there anything else going on out there?
2: There's a couple races left, but I'm not really sure what we all plan on running. I think we plan on running the Mike Stevens and probably end up going to that Jim Hollihan 200 there at Scotia at the end of the year, but... Other than them, 2 I'd say that'll be
0: it for our year. Oh, and you know what? Uh, my my mistake. I kind of thought that the Mike Stevens was after that 200, but you're in fact correct. Next weekend, Mike Stevens, and then it wraps up for the Pro Stock Tour at Scotia Speed World. But uh, two big ones, Ashton. You've definitely done a great job this year. Uh, congratulations on the New Brunswick win, and we will obviously keep your seat shined up right here for you, buddy.
2: Yeah, perfect. Thanks for having me again, and hopefully maybe talk again next week and after the Mike season.
1: It's going to be too bad, but it'll be tough. And Ashton, you got a circle on your calendar. If you've only got the two races left, you know with that big win, you got a little bit of traveling money. Uh, Peterborough Speedway, Autumn Colors, oh, uh, yeah. you should load up and, and come down and play with the Ontario guys. By the sounds of it, there's going to be a huge car count. Uh, I believe it's 168 laps this year. Nice and uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be quite the uh, quite the event. And I know that a pro stock car would fit that rules package like a glove. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's only a hop, skip, and a jump, man. I, I what what would it be like? Nah, maybe like sixteen. Maybe hours? like yeah, 13, maybe 15. 13 and a half. 15, yeah, 13 and a half there. hours. Yep. Yeah, you could do that in your sleep.
2: Yeah, no, I want to be do bad. it. would def- definitely be nice to go up there and try a few races or down in the states and try a few, but probably not in the cards for this year. But Hopefully, in a year's time, we can get some more traveling in and try some different
0: tracks. Well, we'll work on Brad Siliker. We'll work on him for you, okay, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the man you got to
0: talk to. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. It'll be great to see you at Peterborough. Autumn Colors Classic Weekend, October 7th, 8th. Uh, it's, a, it's a staple event here in the province of Ontario, if not this country. So uh, it would be kind of cool to see you at Autumn Colors. But, Ashton, congratulations on the success we keep your seat shined up. Oh, I, I told you that before. I mean it.
2: Yeah, well, appreciate it. Thank you, guys, and we'll talk again sometime.
0: Hopefully, absolutely. That is Ashton Tucker. Or, uh, Ashton Tucker. Ashton uh, Tucker. Yeah, and uh, he drives <laughs> the
1: number two. <laughs> I, what, where, what were you trying
0: to do there? I, I, I don't know. I, I was thinking Dustin for a second. Nope. Dustin
1: Tucker. Nope. And then I went, no, no. You were no, thinking no. Sean Tucker for a second. Ba-boom. boom. Yeah, I got well, it. I got it. You can you can mess it up but say it right at the same time. I tell you what. It's
0: been a busy weekend. Did a body job on my truck, me and my buddy Grant, um, uh, and it was a busy, busy weekend. Do uh, you want to see the color? I think I got
1: still some on my hand here a little bit. If you bit. don't drive into things, you don't need to work on the body.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I didn't drive into anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It had cancer like me. I, I got fixed, <laughs> so we might as well try and fix the truck. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have the Oxford 250 winner, his name, Cole Butcher. I know him real well, and we're going to have him on the show. Stay with us.
3: Come on,
4: wake up. I got a little money coming my way.
5: We got to get out of here. Can you find me some cigarettes, little whiskey and beans.
4: Coast to coast. coast to coast. You're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada
6: Talks. No one else. Only you. Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight year old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions. That's their specialty. Over 350 different types. Making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last?
5: Tonight's Race
0: Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. EP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca.
4: Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Alper.
9: Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band.
4: From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake it, bike, Cal. Woo! Shake your And here on Race Time Radio.
0: And welcome back, everybody, to Racetime Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, along with racetimeradio.com and our brand new YouTube channel at uh, Racetime Radio TV. Give us, uh, give us a check out on that. Don't forget to hit subscribe and give us a like or whatever you do on YouTube, uh, it would be much appreciated. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr. in the studio. And on the hotline, how about the Oxford 250 winner? Uh, Iconic race. First Canadian to win it since, I don't know, Derek Lynch did way, way back in the books. And uh, also won at Riverside International Speedway just yesterday. Let's welcome in Cole Butcher. What's going on, 53? How are you?
2: Good, how are you?
0: Doing good. Man, have you had some results here in the last couple of weeks, buddy. Good for you.
2: Yeah, thank you. We were able to finish second, but uh, they disqualified the other competitors, Uh so we came out with the win, and then we have Oxford, so it's been a couple, it's been a good month. I
0: guess so. Let's go back to the Oxford 250. Uh, I wasn't able to watch that one, didn't have time to tune into it, so you got to take us through it, bud. Uh, qualifying, how did it go? Where did you start? All that good stuff. Uh, we
2: started second, early race, and finished fourth. There was just no outside lane. Um, so we maintained her. We ran outside caches for a number of laps and got shuffled back. So uh, we started 20th in the feature, you know, kind of just roll around uh, for the first 100 and so laps. Then came in, put four tires on, and made our way through the field past 20 cars in the last, I don't know, 68 to 80 laps, I think. And we were able to come away with
0: the win. Uh, you got to love it when a uh, plan comes together. Now, what was the reception like? Of course, that's an iconic U.S. event. And now you're a Canadian going in there and uh, winning the event. Was the reception still warm for you, Cole? Uh, I don't know if you
2: call uh, it warm. Well, Luke, lukewarm. But, Luke warm. <laughs> but uh, you know, we got the win. And, uh, that's what matters, um, you know. Um, it's unfortunate the way it happened with Johnny Johnny doing what he was doing and uh, you know, us getting into the battle. but uh I don't see where I was able to go. So uh that's that. But uh you know, some people were happy, some people were mad, but uh I guess it doesn't really matter at the end of the day as long as Butcher Racing's happy and we have the trophy.
1: That's right. You bring your friends with you to the racetrack, right? That's uh, yep. that's the way that it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Cole, uh, uh, obviously, uh, you know, you've tried, <laughs> you're still a young guy, but you've tried uh, that race a number of times now. Uh, to get the monkey off your back, obviously, uh, you've been fast, you've shown speed every single time that you, well, maybe not every single time that you went there, but uh, but basically every time that you went there, you've shown speed and, and shown, you know, your competitiveness. Uh, but what's it like to finally get the monkey off the back and, and, uh, and get the win?
2: I mean, this year at Oxford's been big. We know, we won our first race there. Um, and then we were able to come back for the 250 with the same setup, same car, with some really great people on both sides of the, both sides of the border and just put everything together. Um, you know, I can't thank my team enough. Uh, everything just kind of went perfect all weekend. Everybody was calm, cool, and collective, and we had fun doing it, so, uh, you no, know, it was just uh, it was just a great weekend overall.
0: Now, was that your fifty three car? Uh, and, and I just maybe missed the tail end of that, or was that your Donnie Wilson fifty uh, three? It was my fifty
2: three.
0: Ah, you're your fifty three meant now does that sort of lead us into the snowball derby and some more uh, U.S. action? Maybe taking your car south, or are you going to stick with Donnie? I guess. You
2: know, I, I have a car at a shop. Um, I've had one there the last number of years. So Mike I guess it's a it's a butcher car. Ran out of Wilson Motorsports. Um same car as Wilson Motorsports have, so right after Scotia Scotia two hundred, we go to Oktoberfest, Winchester, All American and then the Derby. So we still have a busy, busy end of the year
1: coming up. Oh, I October Octoberfest, Winchester, All American four hundred, and then the Derby. Yeah. Th- that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's cool, man. That's gonna, that's, uh,
0: that'll get some Canadian fans that get you absolutely. wound up.
1: That's, uh, that's an ambitious schedule right there, Cole. I'll that's that's going to be fun. Yeah,
0: it'll be busy, but I know you guys are up for it, definitely. Okay, let's propel now into Saturday. Uh, Riverside International Speedway, you've had limited success at that racetrack. Uh, it's still, I know, doesn't rank number one on your, I love going to that facility tracks, but it's got to be a little more bittersweet with a win there yesterday.
2: Uh, yeah, you know, uh, we took put our empty car, which is only three races old to that race, you know, try to test for the K next year. Uh, we were third on the board all day, and proud, proud, kind of had everyone covered by a couple of times, um. He was good, you know, King Racing put, put together a great race car, plus he had that, that big motor. Um, so, he was kind of the class of the field. Uh, me and him were probably five five car lengths apart from each other all race. like um, would Gain, and then and then he'd take off again. So, uh, you know, he was kind of the class of the field. Um, so, we crossed the line second, Tech found something wrong with his motor, and uh, they tossed him. Um, so, you know, it's not the way we want to win, but obviously we're not going to complain
0: about it. No, 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 you're not going to complain at all. Uh, Your your car clears tech, his doesn't. Did you happen to hear what he got bounced for, or did you even bother to hear?
2: No, they were taking camshaft, and I guess camshaft didn't didn't pass for the rules with the big motor, so I, I guess that was the problem. No, yeah, that's that's
0: different to hear. Uh, you know, you think of a built engine, you wouldn't necessarily look at the stick, I wouldn't think. But uh, if there's rules, they got to go by them. And, uh, you, you know, that's just one of those deals. But uh, that, I know what you mean. The 29 has been lights out all year. He's been running really, really well. Uh, of course, the IWK 250 winner, uh, Greg Proud. Um, and it's got to be tough, too, Cole. You know... Uh, Probably what it's like running with a built engine under your foot. You gotta really be ginger around that racetrack or you're gonna burn those tires right off the car and then you haven't got nothing near the end, right?
2: No, that's right. Our tires are pretty forgiving, so you can kind of go with tires you want all day. So they're pretty hard tire compared to like what we run down south. They're running Oxford. So, uh, you know, uh, once you have a good car, I think the motor, the big motor is the way to go. And I'm, Pretty sure you're going to see a number of them out there next year, including myself.
0: Ah, there you go. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? So uh, when do you load up then? Uh, Are you going to do the Mike Stevens? Did you have that in your repertoire of uh, lineup?
2: Yeah, we were going to go test tomorrow, but after Riverside, uh, my kinders wanted to take a break and uh, make sure everything was 100% at the shop. Um, And we'll go up Friday, you know, Sunday night. And they'll hopefully get that one off our bucket list. You know, we've given it away a couple of times. Uh, we've been fast every time we've gone. So uh it'd just be nice to to check that one off the bucket list also.
1: Yeah, it would be. It'd be one of those good ones. The bucket's got to be getting kind of shallow here. <laughs> what's, what's all... I, I know that there's there's always the next big race, right? And, and uh, you know, you could win every big race out there, and then it's just going to be a new bucket. It, you, you know, new races added to the bucket that you want to go for multiple times. But... That being said, what is on Cole Butcher's bucket list? I, I think if their listeners would really like to know that. You know, uh, of what is, uh, what's on the horizon for you? What is, what is on Cole Butcher's bucket list in the next five, ten years?
2: It's actually not that big. It's just the Winch uh, Derby. No, I guess it's five. Derby, All-American, uh, Winchester, Mike Stevens, uh, IWK 250, and then, uh, Uh, 660, 250, so um, it's not that big, it's not too small, it's just kind of perfect, so hopefully over the next handful of years we can start checking them off. Yeah,
1: but you can check them all off this year other than the IWK, so just go get them all. (laughs) Just go out there and get them all, bud.
2: Easier said than (laughs) done.
0: Oh, I can well imagine. And you got to know, too, Jarrett, your uh, brother, that guy's been just nipping at your heels for uh, how many years now? I'd say a good three or four of them. Uh, He's still, again, just right there. Yeah, you know,
2: him and his team have been working hard. uh, Just struggling with a little bit of small things, but, you know, he's always there. He's top five um, pretty well every single race, so... uh, You know, top fives will turn into top threes consistently, and then top threes will turn into victories. So, uh, you know, they're going to get it eventually, and once they do it, they're going to keep
0: rolling. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. And then they're going to be unstoppable, just like that 53, that red machine of Cole Butcher. Cole, this has been great catching up with you, man. Uh, Good luck at the Mike Stevens. We got your seat warmed up here, uh, like always, and, uh, we're definitely going to get the winner on of the Mike Stevens Memorial that happens at Petty International Raceway. And then, uh, of course, the big pro stock tour wrap up at Scotia Speed World. That is always a track that you've got to love racing act because you win. Yeah,
2: we've, uh, we've given up, uh, two, two to three races this year. We should have won. Um, same with Petty. We should have won the last race we were there. So, uh, you know our season's finally turning to our direction, and hopefully it just continues to go that way.
1: I don't want to start anything between you and Dad here, but he said the exact same thing to Ashton Tucker uh, in the interview before. He said he's going to keep his seat warmed up for the Mike Stevens Memorial too. Well, so Ashton's,
2: Ashton's been good there, so it's going to be <laughs> probably three, four, five guys that are able to win that race. So I guess it just depends on who I love the best on Saturday.
0: Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, going to be incredible, bud. Uh, you have a good one, and we uh, can't thank you enough for coming on here and doing everything uh, and sharing the those magic moments with us, bud.
2: No, thank you guys very much, and have yourself a good night. You
0: betcha. That is the Atlantic Tilt Load Fifty Three of Cole Butcher. Always a great guest on the show. Uh, he always uh, jumps on with us, and uh, we surely do appreciate his participation and. Uh, that's that's an iconic win, Joe. Like that guy is getting good at it. You got to know. Snowball Derby, the guy started from the pole, All American 400 started from the pole. He is going to close these
1: deals eventually. Yeah, you know, Cole Butcher um is already moving into Junior Hanley territory. You know, when you when you start looking at obviously it's a little bit different because Junior built his own cars, right? Yeah. Um Today's day and age is a little bit, I would say, way more difficult to do that. Um, but, you, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, if somebody put a mic in my face and said, who is the next Junior Hanley in Canada? Mm. Cole Butcher. Yep. I, I, that's the only way that I could put it. You know, I, I, I've i heard people say the exact same thing about J.R. Fitzpatrick. Yep. I would say I that. I, I would say that, but he doesn't have the distance. On the late model side, he's got the distance in the Xfinity and the truck series and, yeah. you know, that, that end of it. Um, but late model, we're talking. Right. Cole Butcher. Um, you know, you look at the results that he's had on the speed chart at yeah. the Derby, at the All-American, even at Winchester as well. Um, he, he's a notable name. He's, he, he doesn't roll in through the back gate and then everybody says, who's that? Who's that? Yeah, everybody yeah. knows who the 53 car is. Yeah. Um, Even you know the everybody on the left side of the chart knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember just as you say that. I can
0: remember Mike Weaver. uh, Matt, Matt, sorry, three years ago uh, was covering the Derby, and uh, he he went down through all the list of names, and right down near the bottom he had the fifty-three Cole Butcher from Canada. Yeah, and I uh, texted back to him or the Facebook message back, and I said, "Hey, Matt." That 53 from Canada is going to turn some heads this weekend. Be aware that 53, you're going to know who Cole Butcher is before the end of the weekend. Yeah. Be damned if Cole didn't go out there and stick it outside pole. Yeah, yep. Outside pole. Yep. And I said, there, told you, buddy. Told you he was going to do uh, some head turning. And he did. He did. That was the year, I believe, that uh, the 51 car rode him high and um uh, cole hit the wall i think
1: on lap 3 yeah yeah no it's uh you know it's really interesting obviously uh cole you know winning that oxford 250 that's a big stake in the ground ooh big you big. know you look at the names that have won the oxford 250 and oh, yeah. uh, uh, they're equal if not uh, if not deeper than the snowball derby winner list yep. you know it's uh, yep. um some of the greatest names in in all of short track auto racing has won the 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 Oxford 250. So um you know if he can combine that with one of these triple crowns that are coming up um and, and really one of the four Oktoberfest is a massive race as well. Um but uh you look at uh you know Winchester or 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 Nashville or or the Derby. Um man, Cole's got a good shot at uh, making a big name for himself and and uh you know it's it's really interesting. You know we we ask a young guy like Cole Butcher Who's got the cat by the tail, just came off yeah. of a big win. Yeah. What's on your bucket list? Not going, you know, Penny Series, not going truck racing, not going anywhere else. Late model racing is where he's, where he's, yeah. uh, his plan is to stay. And, um, not to say that he wouldn't drive a, an Xfinity or a cup sure, car or a truck, uh, whatever, but, um, he's you know, got his heart's got his, he's got his heart he's got his soul he's got his brain invested in in late model racing and and uh, I think he, uh, he needs to be commended for that because man he's uh, he's turning lots of heads obviously every time he straps in the into the car up here uh, he's a he's a force to be reckoned with but equal to that down there and and uh, there's not there's not the level of competition that that you um, you know or not the level of competition there's not the caliber of competitor. Um, out of Canada right now, other than him, that can do that or say that, right? You know, right? Right? Um, no, you I look at you look at a guy like Brandon Watson going down there last year. Um, did, did a great tweet, job, turned some heads, and and you know got a good finish out of it. Uh, wasn't a force in the race. Wasn't a force in qualifying or practice. Finished like um, seventh, I think, you, wasn't it? Yeah, seventh? exactly, somewhere around there. Yep, but. uh uh, while we're saying that, we do have to give a big congratulations, I do at least, to Caden Lapsovich. Uh, he yeah, won he in the won. Outlaw Super Late Model yes, last night at did. Birch Run yep. uh, for Bobby Blount uh, in that 16 car. Uh, so big hats off to uh, to Caden Lapsovich for picking that one up.
0: Traden well. was on the box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So brothers stick together. Look at the success. Absolutely. You got to congratulate both of them. Uh, we're going to hit a quick break when we come back. Off to the west coast of Canada we go. We're gonna try and grab Corbin Thomas and in the next section we're gonna also get Ray Morneau. So we've got a busy segment coming up. Stay with us live on race time. time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled this sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro Quickwick Firestarters, no harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quickwick Firestarters, the world's best fire starter. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology.
4: If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hey, Hear rare interviews and performances.
7: Oh, ah. yes, hey,
4: Live baby. concerts. Is there anybody- Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey babies, little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel.
9: Welcome Bruce Springsteen to E Street
4: Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20.
6: No one else, only you. Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend.
7: Hey Mr. Love and love
4: Gentlemen, start your
6: Welcome back to
4: Racetime Radio. <laughs>
0: I think I like it, too. Joey Vinegar. Way to go, Joey. Google that guy. Google him. Joey Vinegar. Uh, He's got a lot of great tunes. Uh, Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, live tonight on Uh, racetimeradio.com. Also on our Facebook, or pardon me, not on our Facebook, YouTube, our new YouTube channel, Racetime Radio TV, and... We should be live on Sirius XM Channel 167 as well there, Junior. We should be. Yeah, and I'm hoping we are uh, having trouble connecting. Uh, something wrong at the Toronto end, Uh, but I do believe they are picking us up on our uh, live stream, so hopefully that potential part is working. Uh, But anyway, um, we are going to work on getting Corbin Thomas, the winner of the Canada 200. I think we are here... Early for Corbin. Uh, he's out on Canada's West Coast, so that's okay. We will grab a Ray Morneau and uh, we will put Corbin over in uh, hour number two, which will be no problem. Well, maybe we'll have Corbin right now. I hear the phone ring. We're hearing phones ringing. We're hearing yeah. hello, hello, hello. Yeah, what Corbin the- will be saying, Hey, you're calling me kind of early. <laughs> but that's okay. The Canada 200, Joe, uh, you probably didn't get an opportunity to watch it. I didn't. No. It was live on Rev TV. Yep. And let me tell you this about that. What a long, long race. Yeah. Um. They, the poor guys struggled. They started 34 cars in the race. And it is a track about, well, I believe it is, four tenths of a mile so just a little under a half mile yep yep um but uh they got some real tight turns yep and uh the guys did struggle there is absolutely no doubt uh they struggled there was a lot of contact uh there was a big separation between the have and the have nots of that race uh not even close to what we've seen in the western rattler 300 um that was a very quick-paced race, uh, not a lot of cautions. Um, we did the the full race, I want to say, in two hours and 59 minutes out there, and that was everything. That had the intros, that had the cautions, that had everything in it. Uh, we had a really, really good race in the Western Rattler 300. Um, the 200 was caution-riddled. Yeah. Like, I mean, a billion of them. Yeah, But... It still was, for all intents and purposes, a not bad race. Uh, They started counting the cautions, which, you know, they're going to do. They finally went to single car restart or single file restart. You know it's bad when you start having to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they didn't start doing that until about an hour after they should have. Yeah. Um, Because the guys were struggling. Yeah. And you can see it. You can see it on the track. And when you see it on the track, now I got to give the cars credit because guys were going off with some pretty good damage, mm-hmm. and they had guys ready to go, crew members ready, and they thrashed and got those cars put back together and got them back on the track. So they didn't lose a lot of cars, mm-hmm. um, but they did. You know, they they did have uh, like quite a few cautions, too many. Yeah. Well, and
1: to be honest with you, I remember last year's Canada 200. uh, They they ran it under the COVID uh, guidelines. Yep. So they had no crew members in the pits. Yeah. Any contact, you were basically done. Yeah. Um, They had nobody to work on the cars. They were only allowed to be the drivers, the TV personnel. Um, there was no crew members at all allowed on the premises. or I think it was one person per car. So, um, you know, I, I think back to the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, when you have a couple of years off and then you have a race like that where, you know, you're afraid to touch anybody. Um, you know, you're bound to have some people riled up. And it being the last race at Western Speedway. Um, you know, it, it's just an iconic race and, and there's a bunch of people out there that want to, that want to capitalize on that. Right. Oh, they they want to yeah. win that last race. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's the recipe for disaster for the track owner, for the promoter, um, and for the drivers as well. You know, it's, it's kind of like the finale at your local short track. I mean, uh, when you don't got to fix it for a year, um, you know, you don't need to fix it until next spring. Uh, That's one thing. When the track is going away and a number of those guys will be done racing, likely, unless they find a new home for the track that's a recipe for disaster even more. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's definitely tough to, uh, tough to see. But uh, uh, that being said, there's still a winner at the end of the day, and, and uh, uh, it'll be good to talk to him.
0: And that winner is Corbin Thomas. He actually joins us on the hotline right now, and he has got a lot of iconic races, but I bet you this one ranks right up there. Corbin Thomas, how are you, buddy?
3: Doing really good, Joe.
0: That a boy, so does this one rank uh, right at the very top of all those wins that we've talked about over the years on race time radio and uh, maybe some of the ones that we haven't talked about
5: no it was a it was an amazing night and it's definitely
10: uh, it's definitely one of the ones at the top that's for sure
0: What was it like to be in the car, Corbin, when you're running a race and you can't get any more than about i don't know ten? 10 laps under green flag and you want to make forward progress and oh the yellow flag comes out again what was that like
5: <laughs> well it's painful is what it, <laughs> it really is but uh um
2: this race is sort of
10: uh over the last couple of years has kind of um uh, been a little bit of survival and and it wasn't unexpected especially with the rains that came and prevented the, uh the, to run the congee race and stuff and so when they started all the cars it was a uh it was hard just to get all the get the whole train moving just under yellow we were catching the uh the guys that started the back uh, before they even get moving so it was a uh uh yeah it was it was a struggle i mean I't have been in a field of cars that big in Canada for um, i don't think ever so it was it was definitely awesome to see that many cars out that's for sure
0: it was it was really refreshing to see that many guys in the field uh and you know to to see what was going on now um, I, I was texting back and forth with a friend and I said, wow, these guys are only like, uh, I, I don't know, you went, went green. And I, I want to say five laps later, here comes the first lap car. And I thought, how are these guys going to na- navigate their way through this when they start catching the back of the field? And uh, lo and behold, uh, it, you know, there, there was a lot of cautions. But uh, through all of that. Uh, you brought your car to the front, my friend, and you won the race. Uh, the, those last, I'm going to say, last 20 laps, last 25 laps, uh, you had some adversity throughout the course of the night as well, and you and your team bounced back. Tell us about that.
5: Yeah, the, the, well, the race was going pretty normal. right up until um, lap, I think it was lap
10: 122 restart when I started outside front row, and we ended up having this, come together which uh left both of us uh me spinning to the outside and uh and the guy on the inside spinning as well and of course we were rear car one and two so
5: we stacked up in front of the entire field which didn't help anybody out um and then that sent us to the back and uh we didn't really get any damage out of that and and
10: uh then we just had to start chugging our way forward which uh just changed changed our our game plan a little bit
5: and uh took any of the of the hold back and kinda of threw it out the window and
0: we just had to go. Well when the the urgency kicks in, that's where really the professional short track racer behind the wheel starts going, Okay, now is go time. No more saving. I gotta go. And you did. You went uh it was a heartbreaker for the guy and I'm sorry but I can't remember his name that was out front that hadn't won and he was really, really hoping to win himself this final two hundred. But uh, Corbin, you, you said, "Look, uh, all sentimental stuff aside, I need to win this one, and it pays fifteen grand." And you did it.
10: Yeah, no, Kyle. Kyle's car was perfect at the end of the race; not a mark on the thing. And you didn't know how much he had left. And he's a, hes always a, hes always fast. So you have to—you uh, can't take him lightly at all.
5: And uh, and I got—you know—you
10: know you what know, kind of came my way a little bit. I got another shot at him with another restart. and, Right at the end with a green white checkered and that's what it took it took all race long of just hard sweating to uh, to finally get it done
0: tell me uh w- w- looking at it on television uh, it doesn't look like you guys were working with much banking at all if any down in turn one and two or down in three four how much banking is there at west shore speedway is there any
5: <laughs> i don't know it's about two feet across 60
10: i think it's pretty flat um I mean that place has been around forever, um, and uh, there is there's occasionally a second groove out there, and um, and such. So it's but it's a it's a you know very narrow groove racetrack. So it takes a um, and everyone kind of runs it a little bit different, but, uh, but yeah no there's <laughs> there's no there's no nice uh, banking to cradle into the corner. It's um, yeah
1: it's flat. From everything that I've seen, it reminds me of. St. Stash.
0: yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Well, Walmart that, parking lot. The way
1: that the billboards, the way that the billboards, you know, are the way that the track lays out. Um, you know, I've seen you know plenty of racing from from the speedway itself, and and uh, man, it, it it reminds me of of what St. Stash was. So it's uh, it's definitely interesting. And uh, Corbin, uh, you can photocopy that setup because you could bring your car out to uh, Quebec. Uh, Icar Speedway. Um, they've got, of course, a seven-turn road course, a fourteen-turn road course, and they've got a f- they've got a, a true oval. Uh, same idea, though. Oh completely yeah. flat, completely, and yeah. uh, just uh, uh, a lot of fun to watch. I actually really enjoy racing or, or watching racing on a really flat racetrack.
0: Well, it, it puts a whole new dimension in it. I can tell you that it definitely does. Uh, and Corbin, you had the car to do it. Uh what do you do now? Has there been any talk since the finale on uh maybe a new site? How are the plans coming, or have you got your ear to the pipe on that?
10: Yeah, you know I really don't they, they um, I just have what's what's kind of floating around
0: it... Ben where did you go backing and... oh there you go you're back you, you disappeared oh. for a minute
10: sorry they um i'm trying not to not to walk i'm kind of outside of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got you, buddy.
10: Uh, yeah, no, they um, the 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 speedway and they're they're putting a group of uh, they got a group of people put together to try to raise uh, you know raise money and, and organize and try to orchestrate this thing this thing through. So hopefully in a couple of years here we'll see something. They definitely have uh, there's stuff in the work uh, which you keep hearing about, and um, and then hopefully we'll uh, we'll start seeing some some uh, earth moving equipment happen soon. And as soon as that happens, I'm sure it won't take long before. Uh, before we start uh, spinning laps again as a second racetrack on the island so the great part is they do have another racetrack uh, two hours north of where they are uh, to try to hold all those cars uh, keep those cars busy until they get uh second speedway uh, up and running
0: now is that closer to home or further away from home whereabouts are you exactly
10: uh well for us it's a ferry ride either way so um it uh, honestly, we, we can go to one track or the other. and I think the difference—the difference is only about half an hour of driving once you get off once you get off the boat. So it's not too bad.
0: Well, it, it's that's uh, Penticton's just going to have to put more late model races on, and everybody do their part. I know, Sar- is it Sarasota, Sar- Saratoga? Yep. Yeah, Saratoga. If they put on more shows, and uh, you know, like we get some more going at Penticton. Uh, maybe you know the late model count can survive it all, and then when Darrow gets all done his stuff out there, and they fire up another track, that would be all good news, buddy.
5: Oh yeah, no, it'd be
10: awesome. No, they they did they put on such a good show. The manager staff at uh, at West Shore uh, for that last race, I mean, they they put exceptional parts up, they drug a bunch of cars out. Uh, I mean, they did all sorts, of, lots of stuff for the races, and, uh, and I think they you know they put on a really good show for. Um, for what they
0: were given, that's for sure. Hey, I've been on their end of the stick, okay? Uh, w- w- <laughs> we can do whatever we want to plan a race and get everything put into place, but as soon as we ra- wave the green flag, it's all up to you guys behind the wheel, and I mean everybody. And, uh, hey, some nights it's tough, and other nights you can run green to checker and the thing be over with in the blink of an eye, and everybody will say, what happened with that?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've been in part,
10: I've been part of a two hundred that did exactly that. I went first hundred green checkered, second hundred green checkered, and ended sort of like huh uh, that was interesting.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's like a fireworks that doesn't go off, right? Yeah. Incredible. Yep. Well, the fireworks definitely went off and uh the winner of the final Canada two hundred historic race is Corbin Thomas. And Corbin, congratulations on that race sponsorship on your race car that got to mean a ton
10: oh yeah i mean uh, all the people i we had uh, had uh had lots of family out there i mean dave Keith, uh was an unbelievable job doing uh prepping and and uh prepping the car and getting, getting getting it all ready to rock um yeah you
5: know key welding
10: finish line race products uh rich are you know we're one of the few two rail motors out there still so you know richard motors and just built that motor and and uh yeah i was just uh everything just rock and roll for us that night
0: where do you go from here are you you're you're not done for the year uh you've got to have more races planned right
10: Uh,
3: there's a a couple we
10: can go uh i just got sent a picture of the car with a friend (laughs) 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 surprisingly enough it has a lot of work that has to be done to it after the 200 and uh so it's um it's you know currently being worked on and and uh, we'll see we might be able to sneak one in um it'll it will it will it's not a, there's not a lot left over for us here. I think there's uh bit There's I mean, one in the 17th we want to go back to West Shore or um, the 24th if we want to do uh, finish up the West Car, the West Car season on Penticton. So we'll see what happens. Um, Lots of time between now and then, so we'll see what we can do to make it all work.
0: And fingers crossed, the next time you and I get together, hopefully, is at the Rattler 300 2023 edition. That would be cool, brother.
10: Yeah, got to do a lot
0: better job we did last year there, that's for sure. Yeah, well, you're coming in as the Canada 200 winner. No pressure. (laughs) None at all. None at all. Corbin, we got to thank you for the time. We surely uh, genuinely appreciate it, and congratulations on the big win. You'll savor that one a long time. Oh, yeah,
10: it's a good
0: one. You betcha. Corbin Thomas, you. you betcha. Awesome job, Canada 200. Uh, that's one of the iconic ones on the West coast, Joe. And, oh man, I hope they can get the track, uh, you know, uh, find a location, get it in. And, uh, that I know you can't get a better guy than Daryl Crocker working on that. And there's a whole team of people, but Darren Crocker definitely is working on that.
1: It will be very interesting on the new build of a racetrack. Especially in, in British Columbia. Oh, yeah. So, if yeah, they yeah. find a new location, um, you know, we hear about tracks going away. We hear about, you know, Ferry Speedway going away, Mossport, and, uh, you know, Kawartha Downs. And, uh, you know, you hear rumblings all the time that this track's hurting or this track's closing down or whatever. Um, when's the last time you heard of a track being built? Yeah. Now yeah. I've heard of lots of tracks being updated: Jucasa, Penticton, Sunset Speedway, going back a few years. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Delaware Speedway getting their t- a touch up on the repave, those types of things. Right. Um. Which are cap, like, you know, capital investment in the property. Name a new one. Uh. But name a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Don't see them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Really, I I hope that the community uh obviously gets behind it. Yeah. But this could open some doors and and you know the racing industry is strong. It there's there's a tremendous amount of cars there's a tremendous amount of racers. Uh you look at the car counts that we see at tracks where it's hurting. Yeah. There's a reason why it's hurting. Oh yeah. There's yeah, so yeah. many divisions, there's you know uh, economic t- trouble in the area, there's you know management poor management. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, there are uh, there is a reason why you don't have a big car count at a, at a specific track. Right. And, uh, you know, when you look at and, and you hear of all the positivity out there, that track is, of course, closing down. They're looking at rebuilding, and, yeah. and they yeah, yeah. want to rebuild. They've got the people in place to do it. By the sounds of it, they're getting the funds raised yes. to do it. Yeah. Uh, when you start talking earth-moving equipment, you're building a racetrack. Now, we've seen when we're talking about tracks being built – Area 27, yeah. right? That's a new one. That is. Uh, you know, the Motorsports Park, Rocky Mountain Motorsports Park, that's yes. a new one. Yeah, Road course. Jarrett Whistle. Uh, yep. You look at the new one that's being built in Oromodontite in in Barrie. That's a road uh, course. Just inside right. of Barrie. It's a road course as well. Right. Uh, those are relatively easy to get through, right? Because they're not spectator facilities. They're right. just... They're Speed more club oriented. Exactly. Or more club oriented. Yep. I and, agree. And they're kinda like a country club for fast cars. Right. Um, where you start getting into the trouble is you gotta be in the country. So and and you know, if you want a spectator based model, um you gotta be becomes, close to a city. You gotta be close to a city, you gotta have infrastructure there, yeah. you gotta have bathroom facilities that are that are environmentally friendly. Um, oh, the, there's the, the ground has to be, you know, uh, zoned the right way. Um, the the highways have to be able to sustain the amount of traffic leaving on a Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Uh, all those different things. Um, But if they do it right, and if they play the cards right, it sets a precedence across Canada. Oh, yeah. That, hey, yeah, look, yeah. these guys did it. How come we can't do that very thing there in a- Barrie, Ontario? Or Bury- how come we can't do this, this that very thing in, in Hanover, Ontario? Yeah. And I think that if, if it's done right and it sets a precedence, then um, it could be a really good thing. We could oh. see a resurgence. We could see a couple of tracks built. I know what I'd be doing. If
0: I was in BC and I was building a racetrack, I'd be dialing one eight hundred give me Trevor Siebert <laughs>
7: yeah. uh, from a yeah.
0: designer's standpoint, that guy designed area twenty seven and you know, actually went out there when it was uh You know, in the Okanagan Valley, it was part of a great vineyard. He went out there with sticks and stakes and uh, spray cans and marked it all out. There's a lot that goes into designing and building a racetrack. Whether it's a road course, whether it's an oval track, there is a lot, a lot of work that needs to go into it. If you've got the right mind, Uh, you can't just say, yeah, I'm going to make an oval and I'm going to put this banking to it and that's going to be it. Um, Because after you put it in, that's it. You you put it in. That's the end of it right there. Uh, You put your wall in, put your bleachers in and you got your setbacks and everything. If you don't do it right at the beginning, you are going to pay that price. For eternity. And let's face it, when all these tracks went in 50 years ago, for the most part, they didn't have the technology. They didn't have the engineering and everything else that like a Trevor Seabird has got. Yeah. He really has a ton of knowledge when it comes time for doing what he does. He moves Earth for a living But he is a
1: racer through and through. For sure. So he knows that end of it. I think that he would be the guy. You bring something interesting up as well. All these racetracks... You know, we're built in the the forties and fifties and and sixties. Yep. Um, and whether they were asphalt or dirt or or what have you, um, they weren't viewing you know movie theaters as as competition. They weren't viewing uh, oh, no, sports no stadiums competition. as competition. It wasn't no. a competition at all. We race cars here, and that's what we do. And and hopefully a lot of people come out, right? That's so we scratch a scratch a circle in the in the earth and and you know throw pavement down or throw clay down and. And uh, we'll put the grandstands over there, and 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 what have you, right? The bathrooms are in a poor location; everybody's got to walk to them. The yeah. concession stands are are pigeonholed to being in the building because that's the only building that's on the property. Yeah, yeah. you know all those different things. It would be so cool to see a racetrack purpose built today, yeah, with today's mentality, with today's uh, you know entertainment standards, all those different things. Build it to today's standards, w- you know what what you would experience at the ACC or or at the Scotiabank Center, right? Or or at, just when you go to the Galaxy Cinemas, yeah. And and when you look at Ashwick and Speedway, they're the closest ones to it. Yeah, they got a nice bathroom. Yeah. They got a nice concession. They stand, got everything. You, you, they've got food trucks. They've got everything. Um, and uh, you know when you when you look at uh, at the opportunity that they have at West. Um, they've, they've got the cat by the tail. If they can get the, the, uh, the right permits and, and they can get, uh, you know, city council behind them, uh, hopefully, uh, everything, uh, transpires the way that we want. Fingers crossed, right? You betcha. Well said, well
0: said. Uh, we are hitting the top of the hour, so we got to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and some highlights that you may have missed over the first hour here on Sirius XM. And then... It takes ninety seconds, by the way, and then we are back with you for hour number two tonight. Uh, Ray Marneau is coming up. Pete Vanderwee is coming up. Oh, and we will talk RS one with Al Labor out there in uh, RS one Ville out west. Uh, so that's still to come in hour number two. But we'll throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date, and we will be back for hour two. Stay with us all live on Race Time. <sighs>
4: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167.
0: Racetime Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Racetime Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got O.J. Salyan.
10: He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy.
4: The thrill of the race. He
10: way sideways. Definitely
5: sliding into it. Out of control. It's unbelievable how quickly things can change in racing. You just never know how it's going to play out.
4: Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll
9: with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. All right, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's new normal. normal Better
4: figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You're the man. <laughs> With the two Joes, here on Race Time Radio, on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks.
0: And look at that, just like that, we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So, so glad you tuned in here on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks, on RacetimeRadio.com, or on our new... Facebook, or not Facebook, I keep saying Facebook because we were on that for the first little while, but it's YouTube, YouTube, uh, Racetime Radio TV. It's been a long, long weekend, everybody, and uh, you're getting the fruits of those labors right now. But what do you say we get back to the hotline and welcome in a guy that has won four features at uh, Delaware Speedway. He's your current points leader with one to go. He drives the 03, his name, Ray Morneau, and he is with us on the hotline. What's going on tonight, Razor Ray? How are you?
3: Uh, I'm good. How are you guys doing?
0: Doing fantastic, man. You had yourself another beautiful race car on Friday night. That 03 car moving.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I, I knew we had a decent car after practice, but, uh, that was probably one of the best cars I've had at Delaware, um, ever. It was, uh, it was quite the piece. It was fun to drive. <laughs> it's
0: been quite a season for you, Ray. Like, you guys have really, you, the the team that you can tell, it's a whole thing moving together in unison uh, because you you guys have had a good year. It's a better way to put it than you have had a good year. Um, uh, that that car has been good all season other than a couple of nights where, you know, things didn't just go right.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's I was talking to somebody here tonight, and uh, – I'm so confident in what we're bringing to the track every week here. Um, like you said, you're going to have them off nights, but uh, um, the confidence everybody has in the team right now, um, it's, it's up so high compared to uh, where it's ever been, and um, it shows. I mean, we I, I don't like toot our horn, but we've had a, a very good year. Um, we've had a really successful year. Um, and just hope to close it out here uh, coming this Friday.
0: Yeah, and you, you're allowed to toot it, bud. You, you have earned the right to toot a horn, uh, and, and there's no other two ways to look at it. Um, the zero three car has worked really, really well. You are the guy behind the wheel. Uh, you're the guy making the decisions when the green flag is out, and you've been making the right ones. And it's real easy to make the wrong choice when you're faced with, you know, a lap car. You're trying to pass somebody. Do you move them? If you do, what are they going to race you like uh, all those different decisions? And from what I can see, Ray, and I've watched damn near every lap at uh, Delaware this year. You haven't made no enemies. Uh, you race everybody, and they they seem to be racing you the same way you race them.
3: Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Is we've uh, we we haven't had any problems with anybody, and and you don't go out there looking for that either, right? I mean. Uh, you're going to race people, uh, the way you want to be raced, right? So, uh, always try and, uh, I mean, you're going to lean on them. It, that's all part of racing. You're going to get the, the donuts on the doors and that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's been really good, uh, this year. I think part of it is, uh, with the outside being promoted with the new asphalt. Um, that's, that's just helped the racing and, uh, helped the guys just moving somebody. It uh, it gives you that option. Like, uh, last Friday there, we, uh, we're all bottlenecked on the bottom on the, initial start and I just jumped to the top and you can, you can start making hay when, when guys are fall necked up on the bottom and uh, just, just gives you that option. And it, it it creates cleaner racing. I think
1: the old Delaware dive bomb is gone. And, and it's something that, uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time at the old Delaware speedway before even three and four was fixed up. Right. And before three and four was fixed up, uh, they, uh, they, of course, you know, pay or not paved, but poured concrete, uh, down and they actually polished it. It was really smooth uh, when it was first laid down. Um, but before then, um, it really, how you made a pass at Delaware Speedway is you needed to get drive off the corner before. And, you know, yeah. hope that you're at the, hope that you're at the bumper and then throw it down inside. Junior, somebody.
0: junior, that was hit to pass before hit to pass became a hit to
1: pass race. Yeah, but it, it was, that's what it used I'm to be. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that there, and, and that's the way you didn't hit, hit the guy. It was always a dive bomb, you know, like, like you always had to, you always had to kind of man up and throw it in there and hope it sticks. And, and it was always a, it was always a squirrely situation. And they fixed turn three, and it opened it up a little bit. It gave you know an opportunity to set the car up a little bit different. Uh, You know, both ends were completely different, so you you had to kind of you know you had to compromise one end to the other. Yeah. Uh, Now the racing product that I'm seeing at Delaware Speedway, it is putting on some of the best racing super stocks, bone stocks, late models, everything that I've seen race there. I've seen the modifieds race there this year, the hot rods race there this year. They put on a show there, and yeah. like you said, Ray, uh, the, you know the bottom stacks up because it's still it's a short track race. The bottom eventually becomes the preferred lane, right in the in mm-hmm. in the corner, and you want to yep. get high down the straightaway. But on a restart, when when you know you've got guys diving to the bottom, it stacks the inside lineup, and and you watch a guy like Stackley or, or you or or Connor Pritigo, uh, jumped to the high side. I know I spotted for Robley this past weekend. Robley did it. We picked up like three and a half spots, right, and raced the mm-hmm. guy side by side and then had to give that spot up. That's why I said three and a half. Tell me, Ray, but
0: wasn't there one restart where you chose
3: the outside? Yes. Yeah, and that's that's been uh the leader gets choice uh, yeah. at Delaware, um, and that's, that's been a lot of guys' choices to go to the top. Um, obviously, it's circumstantial to uh who's on the bottom kind of thing, but... uh uh, as for for most times, I mean you're you're going to choose the top. The top is just you can roll it so much better. Like Joe was saying, it just it it stacks up on the bottom so quick with guys diving down there. Um, at the top, you can just roll, so um, it it gives you another option. And, and like I said, it's always typically always our option to uh, go to the top if we're
1: starting on the pole
0: absolutely well you do a great job in that oh three uh it, it, talking about the two different ends at delaware speedway one two three four uh what are you set to do you set to one and two or is three four if If you nail one two is three four still kind enough to you
3: yeah you're never really good in both ends it's, uh, <laughs> it's more of just a balance of uh you're okay in one end and good in the other end um it, it all just depends how the night goes i mean if, if you're good through practice and you can uh you can roll through one and two um well you can uh you can fudge it through three and four kind of thing it's three and four is just an animal in itself yeah. uh there's so many ways you can attack the corner like joe was saying with the new pavement uh or the new uh, cement they put years ago on the bottom and added that lane um it gives you an option to enter in down there and kind of diamond it. It's, there's a lot of ways you can attack turn 3 and uh typically we're trying to set up for one and two roll through one and two well and then uh, down in 3 and 4 it's uh just get up on the wheel and get after it.
1: Absolutely. Now, to make time there's only one way to get through. If you're by yourself and you're it's time trials, there's only the one way, right? Or or would you disagree with that? I I the nice part about 3 and 4 is with traffic is you have probably 10 different options on how you can run the corner. Uh, you know, but when you're by yourself, really it's, it's, you know, you, you gotta just focus on that drive off. Um, but that's the neat part about it is, is I want to see options when there's traffic, not options when you're by yourself, you know, I look at some racetracks and, and man, when you're by yourself, there's, there's a million different options and you can make time with all of them. Um, but as soon as you have a car on your outside, you're done. Yeah. You know. But when you look at, at Delaware Speedway three and four, it's uh, it is a corner all in itself, and it, it is so fun to watch. Ray, looking at uh, you know your team and, and your progression. Obviously, you're happy with with where you're at this year. You're happy with the performance, all those things. What's it like to be a team like yours uh, for so long to support Delaware Speedway to you know roll in through the back gate? Be a a solid competitor, but now be the target competitor. To to be the to be the rabbit out front. To be to have that target on your back. What's it like that transition? Um, y- you know, uh, is it is it fun? Is it stressful? Is it what is it to you?
3: Uh, I'm I'm trying to have a lot of fun with it. I, I'm I'm trying not to not to worry about it and, and get stressed out. But um, it is hard to uh, I mean like you said, we've, uh, we've run Delaware a long time with, uh, my uncles running there and they had a lot of success. So, uh, trying to live up to, uh, to their name and, uh, you know, just, uh, trying to be successful at Delaware is it's tough. They have the best field, uh, to me, the best field in Ontario, if not, I'm going to say Canada weekly show wise. Um, and Delaware is just, it's such a historic place. It's a, it's a tough place to get around. Um, so when you can, uh, well, you can get a win, and then uh, the position we're in with the points, uh, and you can be leading. It's uh, it's a special place to be. Yeah,
0: celebrating seventy years—that's off. That, that's off the charts. I don't know of another track anywhere celebrating seventy years, uh, but Delaware did it just what last week it was the big seventy-year celebration, and uh, just just amazing uh, to say the least. The guys on Rogers too. We got to put a shout out to Chris Soares and. That whole Rogers crew, uh, that's who I've been tuned into all year. And uh, those guys do a damn good job. I've seen your aunt. Uh, I want to say your, I don't know whether it's your girlfriend or wife. Hopefully it's one and the same. Uh, but it, it, they had uh, some of your crew down there on the start-finish line, and everybody was soaking in that win on Friday night. Good job.
3: Yeah, thank you. That was, uh, that was my mom, my sister, and... Uh my aunt down there, it was, uh, it's, it's pretty cool, uh, to have the whole family down there. We got, uh, we got a lot of people that support us. It's, uh, it means a lot, uh, just having them down there and then when you can, uh, get into victory lane and have them all down there and see how excited they are, it uh, makes the night that much sweeter.
0: Well, you hit those sponsors because, bud, I know how much they mean to you and they deserve it. You go ahead and start rattling. We got time.
3: <laughs> well, thank you. We got a lot. A lot of people that uh that get us to the track uh first off the john arch group they jumped on with us last year uh about the second or third race in and they've been uh unreal um we got jr excavating dutch brothers east elgin concrete forming uh concrete forming iron mike industries reed farms torremont cat hallmark memorial st dennis machine revert snow plowing highland tools double r reworks sun parlor trailers and I think that's everybody. Dana's, uh, Dana's desserts. desserts. There you Dana's go. Desserts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you didn't say that, just, if you didn't say that, you would have got it. you would have got swatted. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, no desserts for me. <laughs> <laughs> which, no, by the way, uh,
1: I've never tried a Dana's dessert. Yet. Now,
0: now, can I just point something out? Out of all your sponsors, which one did Junior pick up on the desserts? The dessert. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, once once you try them, you're hooked.
0: I, I can tell you that. Oh, <laughs> well, that's awesome, Ray. Uh, points. Come to an end. Come to a head next Friday night. Uh, I bet you that this can't end early enough for you. What is your points lead? And mathematically, what do you got to do that everybody else uh, doesn't have to?
3: Um, right now, we're in a pretty comfortable spot. I, I was, we're, we're 23 up right now on uh, the 19 and 30 up on Steckley. Um, I was talking to my dad before uh, before we were racing down there on Friday, and I was going to be comfortable leaving Delaware with 15 to 16 points that that's still a comfortable spot but uh right now we're 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 really comfortable i'll be able to sleep this week at least um we're uh you know after the heat races we'll see how that goes if we have a good heat race we're uh just as long as we don't get in trouble i think we got a really good shot but uh we're gonna prepare everything the same uh you're going out there to win uh you're gonna contend for a win and do everything you can do um, but uh, you got you still got to keep it in the back of your mind when you're racing somebody. you uh, got to give them that extra inch so that uh, nothing happens and you can uh, seal the deal up.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What what comes after Delaware? I know Delaware's front of mind and uh, goal number one. What comes after Delaware? Are we looking at maybe Autumn Colors Classic at Peterborough Speedway or, uh, you know, the Flamb- Flamborough Speedway's got... Uh, uh october fest coming up uh do you got anything else planned that you're gonna go do after you uh hopefully get the championship on friday night
3: um we're going to just run the apc race at delaware uh at at the end of the season we're we're kind of gonna gonna end it there um and then uh just regroup and get ready for next year we're uh looking at our options for next year and uh we're going to uh, hopefully end the season with a, a good run at APC, and then uh, try and build on that for next year.
1: Now we we do ha- ask the hard hitting questions here. Um, we did see a post on Facebook. You did have an opportunity to run a Pinty's race at Delaware. Uh, does has anything happened on that end? Is, is that is that opportunity still alive? What's where you at?
3: Um, yeah, I, I got a call today. Um, I. Everything sounds like it's a go. Uh, we're getting uh, supposed to uh, talk to the team owner tomorrow, and um, as far as I know, everything's good to go. He just wants to make sure that uh, they can get the car prepared to their best ability and uh, make sure they can get everything uh, ready to go. So uh, he's going to give me a call tomorrow morning, and uh, hopefully everything works out. But uh, as long as I get that call and he gives me the okay that uh, the car is going to be ready, uh, we are going to make our, our first uh, NASCAR Pinty start at Delaware. Um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. This this uh, we've been talking about it through the year with my sponsors and, um, I thought it was going to be a great opportunity and, uh, hopefully, hopefully everything comes together and, uh, we get the call tomorrow morning and, uh, we'll be down there.
0: I'll tell you what, Ray Marno. we will be in touch with you. I can guarantee it. Next Sunday night on Race Time Radio, we'll fill in any blank if there is one, and we'll celebrate the championship and hopefully another victory and you name it.
3: Awesome. Thanks guys. I
0: appreciate it. Ray Marno, on the, in the 03. He's got an opportunity, Junior, to seal the deal come
1: Friday night. And they owe me some Dana's dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Just I haven't tried them. Out. I've seen them on Facebook a thousand and times. Bring. Bring, bring one home for the old guy. I will, well, yeah, I will. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how we put an order in. Yeah. I, I'll message Ray. We'll I'll pl- place an order for some Dana's desserts, yeah. and then we'll we'll bring some. We'll have some here on uh, on Sunday. Uh, I'm gonna be at Velocity.
0: Yeah, you'll be at Velocity. That's okay. I, I, well, I get all the desserts I? myself. Well, you never know. I could make it down to the final Pinty's race, and if Ray's in it that be well, cool. Be. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, you know, opportunity maybe, of a like Maybe maybe we do Race Time Radio that Sunday night live from Delaware Speedway. Ooh, there's some potential there maybe. It's a day race. Oh, okay. There goes the potential. Right out the window. Okay, we're going to hit this break. we uh, we got lots more to come. We got uh, Pete Vanderwees also a point leader in the Superstock Division at Delaware Speedway. Got a win on uh, Friday night, and we've got l Labor coming up. We're going to talk RS1. It's the season finale coming up at Area 27. We'll get you all those blanks to be filled in tonight, live on Race Time Radio. Stay with us.
9: She was a girl in a short dress. I was a boy in a
4: Coast to coast, coast to coast. You're listening to Canada to Canada
6: Talks. No one else. Only you, Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight year old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types. Making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to.
5: Tonight's Race
0: Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca.
4: Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper.
9: Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band.
7: From
4: the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake it, bake now! Woo! Shake and bake! here on Race Time Radio.
0: And just like that, we are back with you all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks on com, And as well on our brand new YouTube page uh, on, on, on our YouTube channel. It's uh, Racetime Radio TV live on YouTube. But I digress. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? This next guest drives the number seven super stock You know this name. This guy's been in the sport a while. Let's put it that way. He is a past champion. This guy has been there, done that, and he's still getting it done. He won again on Friday night. He is a points leader right now in the Superstock class at uh, Delaware Speedway. I believe his points lead is five. But Pete Van Der going to tell us whether it's five or more. What's going on tonight, Petey? How are you?
10: I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, and it's actually ten points.
0: Ah, so you stretched it out by five more.
10: I got a little bit of uh, got a little bit of breathing room on Jay. He's been running really good the last uh, last five or six weeks, and we had a couple bad weeks. And uh, we had a bad, we had a motor go on us last week, and kind of set us back. But uh, we were able to bounce back. We changed motors. We had a transmission go on us in practice on Friday night, but uh, the boys thrashed. We got her back together, and uh, we got uh, we got a ten point lead going into uh, Friday night for the championship race.
0: You gotta love it, Pete. Uh, I've been watching all season long on Rogers or on uh, G Force when G Force was doing it, uh, and watching you race that number seven car and watching Jay Duer in the forty three. And uh, man, what some some ep- ep- epic battles that you guys have been doing on the racetrack, man! You got that seven car working real good. On the bottom of the speedway, you can slide up a little bit later on in the race. Uh, it looks like you got the gambit covered, man, but that 's what happens when you 've got lots of laps on it you 've got lots of experience and definitely, Pete, you do got all of those uh, all all the above. do you find super stock? Uh, and, and now being back into the sport less stressful than what it used to be back in the day when you were running the Kaskar Championship and winning championships, is it less stressful than those days, or what do you think?
10: It's a lot less stressful. I mean, uh, when we had lo I mean, we, I was a lot younger than my, you know, my late 20s, early 30s, and we had, you know, the big sponsor and trying to do, you know, really well every weekend. And it was a lot of work going into it. And I mean, you were racing guys like Gibbons and Donnie Thompson and DJ and, you know, Dilster and, uh, Carrie Mix. And I mean, and there was just a ton of guys that we could win on any given night. And, you know, we'd be showing up at racetracks back in the day and there'd be, you know, 40, 50 cars showing up and they're only taking, you know, 35 guys. And you got to make, you got to be able to qualify to be able to get in the show where you were, you were going home. So, it was a lot less stressful, and it's been uh, it's been a lot more fun, different a different kind of fun, because my kids back in the day were obviously a lot younger. and never got to travel with us when we were on the road, and that now they go to the racetrack with us. I got my uh, son racing in the Bone class in Delaware, and we're just having a lot of fun doing it this year.
0: Hey, uh, was it 1995 you won the championship? I say that um, my wife Sue and I went to a Cascar banquet, and we only ever went to one. And my friend, you were the champion that year. That we were at that banquet in London. Was that 1995?
10: So that was 95, and we actually won. We were the rookie year, and then uh, Canada's up-and-coming racer of the year that year.
0: He, he, was it? You went home with the truck that year, did you not?
10: Uh, no, I no? didn't go home. That might have been Gibbons or somebody, or here maybe, or somebody like that. But I, I do remember somebody went home with the truck.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was amazing. I know that particular night. I spoke with Pete Gibbon, or, uh, yeah, Pete, and I said to him, he was running Daytona uh, just before that, and uh, he blew a tire going into the trioval, and I got a chance to talk to Pete, and I said, uh, so, what, what did you think of Daytona? And usually, you know, like you've been running up here, uh, what's it like running Daytona? He said, you know, it's the same. Just, uh, you, you can't stop as
7: quick.
10: <laughs> yeah, and then, and then it's 22 because, I mean, uh, back in, uh, oh, I mean, we raced up until 2004 in the uh, in the cast Car Series, and then we took a year off, and then uh, actually 2003 was my last year doing that. And then in 2005, uh, Mike McCall brought me back to drive one of the house cars when uh, the crate motors came out. We got back in with the crate motor and then we won the championship of Delaware that year. When I think we won the, uh, I think it was called the Lucas oil something for all of Ontario. We won that. I think we finished. They had the NASCAR weekly deal and we finished, uh, second in our whole division through New York and Michigan and Ohio on that. And then, uh, you know, you know, talking about Pete and, and running Daytona, the speed's all relative. I can remember going to Milwaukee Miles, Nashville. You know, I've been to Texas, uh, you know, Bristol. You know, IRP, all the big tracks, the iconic tracks. The only race that I've, I've never done is actually the, the Snowball Derby. It's probably the only big track that I've never uh, raced at.
7: Ooh.
0: Could there be a day, Pete? Could there?
10: I don't know. I didn't know there was going to be a day that I was going to come back last year after <laughs> being out of it for 12 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing a dynamite job. You have not skipped a beat, my friend. Uh You, you look amazing on the racetrack still.
10: Thank you. And, you know, that was kind of, uh, we struggled at the beginning of the year with the car last year. And it was uh, very similar to what our old cast cars were with, you know, with the sub Camaro front clip and that. But they had the leaf springs in the back. And I never ran a leaf spring car. So it was quite a bit different. And over the conversations with, uh, with Mike and Barry at McCall's, you know, we kept talking about this and talking about that and what, you know, the feel that I was, you know, that I thought that I remembered I used to have. And I wasn't having that same feel in the car. We struggled for about seven races, and then uh, we kind of got got the car figured out at sunset, and uh, we came back to Delaware, finished second to Delaware, and then finished second in the uh, the Quick Quick race at Delaware. We knew we had the car pretty much dialed in, but at that point, then they had the uh, the opportunity to we were going to build a new one, but I didn't want to build a uh, Camaro Camaro, Camaro Club again. Right. Go with the uh, with the metric chassis. So it's kind of a. it's Kind of a research and development car that we built this year, and uh, we've been working and thrashing on it, trying to get it set up. And we've got a pretty good setup underneath of it now.
0: Well, I would say, and you got a damn good driver behind the wheel, and a real stout crew in that pit area to keep you on that speedway. Unlike Ray Morneau that we just talked to, Ray's got like a twenty-three point lead, I believe he said. Uh, you with only ten points. Uh, Pete, you, have you done the math on it? Have you even thought of looking at the math to find out what you got to do, what Jay can't do, for you to be the champion? Or do you just attack every race the same way you've always done and go out there to win?
10: That's—I've uh, never been a point tracer, and uh, that's probably my biggest fault uh, from a, from a racing standpoint. I've been—I've always been kind of that horse that you got to pull the reins back on instead of kicking it in the ass to get it going. The green flag drops, and, and I'm going. So, I mean, I just got to I just gotta try and be a little bit more patient, maybe a little bit on, on Friday night. But at the end of the day, you, when the checker flag falls, we'll know whether Jay wins it or whether I win it. And at the end of the day, whether Jay wins it, it's fantastic. For him, they had a fantastic year, and, and same with us.
1: It has been a fantastic year, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. And uh, w- with both of you, and and you mix in guys like uh, uh, Colliver, and you mix in guys like Dyson, and you, the, the list goes on oh, and yeah. on down there. There's there's a ton of competition. Well, you got, and you got in there, absolutely, Carson, got, got Nagy. Yeah. I
10: mean, it's, it's, there's just a ton of guys at tell over that. I mean, I honestly believe it's it's the best track in Ontario, and I, I think that you know the the new ownership group has done a phenomenal job there with uh, with Luke and Johnny Irsen. You know, Russ and Daryl and the guys that, uh, that do all the, the, you know, the, the race time stuff and the technical stuff. They do a phenomenal job and I'm glad to be a part of it and, uh, looking forward to, uh, to finishing off with a, on a good note for the end of the year here, both for the quick, quick the goer.
1: Absolutely. We got to hit rewind a little bit back to, back to Friday night. Uh, it, did, your ears ring at all yesterday or today? Because I, we've talked about you a lot. I was spotting for Rick Verburn and, uh, uh, coming down with like three to go uh, you know, he, he was reeling you in a little bit. And, uh, I said, I said to him, I said, I said, drive up there and give that old guy a shot. <laughs> and, uh, and he did, he in the center of the corner and he laughed, eh? Cause it was in the dead center. You he would, you would never go around, but he did it just for me. So that was, that yeah. was from me just so you know.
10: That's all. Awesome. You know what? Rick is uh Rick's a great guy. I mean, i I met Rick probably about a year ago just through DJs. And I obviously didn't know cause I haven't been really in the racing scene, but, uh I know that Rick uh, was very respectful there, and he's, he's a fantastic racer, and he can, he can drive the wheels off of the car, and, and I knew that he wasn't going to do anything dirty. I mean, obviously, uh, he, he's just a smart guy and a, and a very respectful racer, but I was just getting so loose, and I was having to back the corner <laughs> yep. up to, to be able just to drive off and try and protect the bottom so he couldn't get up underneath, but uh, thankfully, I had that lap car there. I could use it as a little bit of a second hold of back there, and, and I was able to pulled it off last night
1: it was awesome it, hey, was, it was a great race it was a lot of fun yeah. to watch pete,
10: was tw- fast. So, i mean I'm, I'm looking forward to coming back next week and or this week i guess and uh, and go back at it and hopefully we can get things a little bit figured out with our uh with our entry and so that we can uh really get full the corners real good
0: 23 to go you passed uh the 88 car uh, you reeled him in a half a track i went oh my god when pete catches the 88 uh, he's not even going to see the taillights on that car fr- by the end of this race. And I was astonished that the 88 car, as soon as you got in front of him, well, that was it. old oh, Ricky, he was all over you, like right to the rear deck lid. And I'm going, wow, what a race that we got here. And the yeah. whole time I'm going, Carson Nagy is there. Here comes the 43 doer, That STP-looking machine is going to work its way up here. Uh, uh, just amazing, and that's the way those super stock races have been this year. Uh, you have won. You take a look at uh, Jay has won. Carson, I think, has won a race. Uh, just yeah. amazing. You guys do a great job in them. How will you guys line up on Friday night? Is that determined yet? Like, is it all done by qualifying, or will they, in so, fact, line you up by points?
10: You know what? I don't think anybody's been able to figure out how they do the lineup at Delaware for, uh, <laughs> for any of that stuff. That was the first time. So in the heat race, we started, uh, I think we started fifth in the heat race and we got, and we won the heat race in that one. And then we started fifth in the, uh, in the, uh, in the feature. So, you know, it, it, it depends. I mean, for, I mean, not sure if, uh, if Joe, if you know that, uh, that, uh, car that Jay's driving, that's the car that I had last year. So, yep. uh, he's got it pretty dialed in. And, and I know that uh, even Rick was saying that, you know, he hadn't had a whole lot of laps on that track yet with the new pavement. And when I got when I got to him, when I got by him for eight, or uh, he was telling me after the race that you know you just started to follow where my line was and where he was going in, and I think that really helped him as well to try and kind of figure the track out a little bit better for himself. So that's good. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, the track uh, with the new pavement, and everything, it's a lot faster. There's you know you, you can obviously see that there's uh, there's probably a good group and a half there that you can uh, you can get up on the wheel and get going at it. I think that Friday night, you know, with Rick in there and Jay in there, and, you know, you got Culver, Dyson, you got Ferrer, you got Snags, you got, I mean, just a bunch of cars that could win on any given night there.
1: It was uh, it was pretty funny because I was watching our monitor, which you're not allowed to do in the Penny Series. That's for Jeff Gutler. That's why I said that. <laughs> but I was watching our monitor, and, and uh, uh, you were like half a straightaway back because he scored it out to a pretty good little lead and uh i was like all right bud he, like the 7's back there he's a half a second faster <laughs> and i was like all right 6 tenths of a second faster uh, w- w- 7 tenths of a second <laughs> faster rick like we got to go and you're just reeling us in like we're stopped and uh as soon as as soon as you got by him uh y- you were turning like twos consistently and and we were turning like 7's and 8s and as soon as you got by him, the next lap he turned it to too. I said, "There you go. You just needed a rabbit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
10: say that because I somebody was talking to me afterwards too, and, and, and I'm the same way. I, don't, I It's a whole lot more fun chasing somebody, and you know, because you you know you got to go right. But when you get out in the lead, it's it's not as fun actually. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun to win a race, but at the same time, it's uh, I like you know I started the back a couple times, and, and I like carving through and, and just making my way through and. Just finding spots and making holes and just driving the wheels off of it. Absolutely.
0: Well, Pete, you're staring at a championship come Friday night. If everything goes right and you keep doing what you're doing, uh, you're going to do it. Uh, give those sponsors a hit on that 7 machine because I know they mean a ton to you, bud.
10: They absolutely do. So I mean, i got CIPG, I've got uh, Yarm, Yarmouth Group, i got VP Transportation, i got Talbotville Windows, I've got Excite Bio, I've got uh, ProWaste Solution, SRS Detailing. And uh, you know, just every single one of them just make uh, a great contribution, and they've been coming to the racetracks and watching and having a lot of fun. And there'll be a lot of a lot of sponsors are coming on Friday night. I've been uh, wheeling and dealing on tickets and stuff like that with Luke and uh, and John arts and them right now to uh, to get a bunch of them out there, and hopefully we'll have a big fan group out there, and we'll be able to have a great celebration on Friday night.
1: Well, beers are on Pete.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete, you do a dynamite job. Uh, we can't thank you enough for the time tonight, and uh, we look forward to leaning on the champion next Sunday night. Hopefully, that's you, brother.
10: Sounds good. I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate every guys, just everything you guys do for the sport.
0: You betcha. That's Pete Vanderese. Watch him in the seven super stock at uh, Delaware Speedway. Gonna be a barn burner. Trust me. That forty three car, Jay doer he has had a lights out great year. Uh, and the names—they uh, all rolled out of Pete here just moments ago. Uh, Nagy's right up there; he's also really good. Uh, Ferrer—he's another one. Like, there's a lot of good cars in the field. Uh, the one um, Trevor Culver, Trevor, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Dyson, and oh, in the 28. Man, it's, so many good it's, cars. The, the
1: list goes on and on down there, and and you know they they do have a uh, a very stout lineup. Uh, I'm going to say this right now. This is going to be a bold prediction, um, but it was this way last year um, as well. And and uh, you know, uh, there's going to be a bunch of great racing championship weekend at Delaware yep. Speedway. Oh yeah, best race of the weekend by far, I think is going to be the Super Stock, uh, the Super Stock Quick Quick Fifty. Yeah, it's uh, you know just the the way that that whole deal is shaping up. Uh, the the level of competition. You look at Jason Parker. You look at Pete look at the forty three. You look at the, the ninety three. You look at the one, the twenty eight, uh, the thirty six. I haven't even mentioned Groob's car with, yeah. with Zardo in it. Zardo. Um, yep, yep. You know, the Tamirzma won the championship over at uh, over at Sunset seventeen. Uh, yeah. You know, you look at uh, you, uh, McAllister. He's uh, he's kicked it on. Um, just the 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 level of competition in that in that quick quick deal. Um, is about to come to a head at yeah. Delaware, and I I don't think it's going to be one of those green white or green to checkers type <laughs> of super stock races that we've no, seen. No. Everybody wants think, to win it, and and you know you mix in a guy like Chenoweth who has been kind of doing some R and D week in and week out at Delaware. Um, man, I think that it's going to be a spectacular race. Um, and not to say that all the other races aren't going to be great as well. I, th- I think that the APC race is obviously going to be wild, the modified race as well. And, and same with the pennies race, but man, I, I honestly think that that uh, quick, quick 50 is probably going to be one of the best races of the year.
0: Yeah, uh, it will be. I can guarantee it. You don't want to miss it. If you can get to the track Friday night, next Friday night, get to it. Uh, but then again, uh, you got the weekend afters championship weekend for pennies for APC. Uh, just dynamite job. Luke and all the guys have done at Delaware Speedway. Everybody should be extremely proud of what you guys have pulled off. And uh, dynamite dynamite racing. And the same thing with Rogers. Uh, awesome. I'll tell you, for a guy like me that has got his eye on Osweican, on Delaware, on uh, races out east, out west. Um, I've got to be kind of centrally located so I can do the reporting on the stuff that we do. And I can't tell you how uh, how much it means to me to be able to tune into all these different aspects and watch the racing and be able to do a half-decent job, I would think, uh, in getting the guys lined up and getting them on the show uh, and getting you the job quality and what the country's got to offer. And that's precisely what we've heard from tonight. We've got one more guest coming up on the other side of this break, and it is the GM. Of uh, Avion Motorsports They got the RS1 Cup Series finale Coming up at Area 27 And we're going to check in With Al Livered on the other side Of this break So stay right there We'll be back in just a couple shakes Poor pitiful me, Roaming
6: through them trees Won't you help me out
9: In the north country Underneath them pines in the green, flush scenery.
4: From coast to coast, coast, to coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada
0: Talks. Racetime Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew, also by the Wooden Door Bistro.
8: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving
6: forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how no one else only you mr never say die your eight-year-old car running like new that's all you and your friend mr transmission transmissions that's their specialty Over three hundred and fifty different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend.
7: Hey Mr.
0: Friend of Mine! Tonight's race time radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and indy Nova Scotia. Drivers,
8: start your engines! Welcome
4: back to the track, live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167.
0: And just like that, we are back with you all live tonight on Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Let's get off to Canada's West Coast, shall we? Uh, with a guy that is the general manager at avion motorsports his name is al labert he is with us on the hotline what's going on tonight there al macombo how are you
5: hey joe how are you i'm i'm all good i'm here in the beautiful okanagan and uh Enjoying the weather out here and getting the RS1 cars ready for our championship race next weekend.
0: Now, now, don't be rubbing it in now, brother. Don't be rubbing it in. <laughs> oh, man, uh, how, how is everything coming together? You got uh, all those RS1 cars all fixed up from Penticton. Not a lot of damage to do this time around, was there?
5: No, not at all. Actually, it was, you know, truly amazing. Um, you know, we had 18 cars start the, the race, and after... Two, win hundreds and 200 laps we had 18 cars finished so it was a good clean racing and we only had you know some well you know a little bit of vinyl work you know and bua puts on some great side-by-side racing so we had to do some vital stuff and change a couple fiberglass noses but other than that uh, we've actually had it pretty easy here since the last race
0: for fans and listeners that are tuned in tonight maybe it's your first time or maybe you haven't been around very long Uh, The RS1 Cup Series out on Canada's West Coast runs at Penticton Speedway on the Oval. Uh, They did go to Saskatoon and run on that Oval. And they started the season and will end it at Area 27 on a beautiful world-class road course. Uh, The RS1 Cup Series is a uh, design-build car. They are a beautiful-looking race car. And they are all fed, watered, and housed by Avion Motorsports. The driver literally, in every car, arrives and drives. They bring their helmet. Uh, that is their car that they're getting into. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a car either that they own or they rent it. But they can't touch the car. Everything is done by Al and his whole staff to prepare the car, transport the car uh, to, uh, I mean, absolutely everything. Uh, the driver cannot uh, do anything, anything more than a wing adjustment, they can uh, do tire pressures and what? What's the third thing? Oh, they can adjust the uh, the panhard bar, right? Al.
5: Correct. Those are the only three adjustments you know the drivers um, are allowed to make, and you know in house um, every car is set up exactly the same. You know the only difference here from the oval to the road course is we change the left front camber and you know some tire stagger. But other than that, it, it's all on the driver. Um, you know, and it puts on some great racing because. It's not on the car, and it's not racing with your wallet. You know, It's all about your actual strategy and driver talent.
0: Now, i got to ask you this, and, and I thought of it one other time when you and I were talking, and it slipped my mind, but it did come to the foreground right now, and I'm going to ask it. Uh, the weight of the cars, I know the cars would all weigh the same, or at least I think they would, uh, but the drivers don't all weigh the same. How do you compensate for the weight of a driver? If I take a look at, you know, Trevor Siebert, for instance, he'd be a little heavier, I would think, than Riley Siebert that drives the O nine nine car. Or, you know, we take a look at Jesse Webb in the 94 car. He's kind of a smallish kind of guy versus, say, someone that is, I don't know, the 33 will go with uh, Jason White. He's not a heavy guy but he's probably outweighing the 94 car how do you equalize it there do you weigh the cars in with the driver or without him
5: um so there's actually no weight in the cars whatsoever so the cars weigh you know they're all within about five to seven pounds difference from just the thickness of fiberglass and stuff so they all weigh right around 2500 pounds without the driver so we actually don't do anything to compensate the driver weight um you know, so, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, if you're a, a little bit of a heavier driver, you, you have a disadvantage um, compared to, uh, you know, smaller driver. However, you know, there's also limited advantage, especially on the ovals and uh, even at Area 27, it's all high sweeping left-hand turns. Um, you add some left side weight, which we all know helps the current car turn left.
0: Right, right. Now, are they're set up neutral, then, right? The cars, uh, when you're on an Ovo Track L, do you set it up with, uh, like, uh, percentage wise? Well, I guess you can't because there's no added weight to it. So I'm answering my own question, as I think.
5: Well, believe it or not, you're, you're kind of right, you know, but there's no weight. But this is the way the cars are built, they're built um, you know, very balanced. Um, but we, we have a little bit of a oval setup in the cars, we'll call it. But we actually run that a little bit at Area 27. Um, you know, all the corners there are, you know, fast, sweeping left-handers, and there's some, some decent banking. So there's really only three tight right-handers. You're slowing down so much that the oval setup, we'll call it, doesn't exactly slow the cars down. So we discovered this. You know, Riley and I playing with the cars three, four years ago. That actually really made the cars handle better. So we're kind of going with a little bit of an oval setup to the road course, even though the cars are a purposely built uh, road course car.
1: That's really interesting, um, Al. Th- one of the questions uh, we were standing up in the spotter stand, and, and there was an intermission, and uh, uh, there was a couple guys talking about the RS One series, and and one of the things that that pops out to me is if they're all the same. Um, what happens and how do you, how do you figure it out if a spring starts changing, like if a spring starts to give away or if a shock starts to give away, um, like, you know, over time, these springs, they compress up and down so many times and then eventually they start to lose rate. And that can help you or hurt you, one way or the other. Um, uh, do, do you run into that much, or or is it something that just kind of you fix as as you come across it, or or what's the what's the maintenance routine like with with the with that end of it?
5: Well, that's actually a really good question, and um, that came into play um, last couple of years. So, what we started doing is a full car refurbishment program. So, like our original cars that were built four or five years ago. Um, we send them back over the winter and we totally stripped those down into a full reboot we changed all the brake lines and nuts and bolts and all that stuff at the same time uh we sent out all the the springs and the shocks and we got them rated and believe it or not we didn't have any go bad we we had one that dropped a little bit but not enough to, you know that we even make a difference so we routinely checked on them um and we really never ran into that you know obviously If a spring or shock went bad, the driver would come to us and say, hey, there's something not feeling quite right with the car. And then we would, you know, throw a shock and spring on the dyno and check it out. But, you know, the package we use, um, we've never really had any issues whatsoever with them.
1: That's
0: good. That is cool. Uh, Area 27 has got some incredibly long straightaways. Tell us the makeup of that road course. How many turn courses is it? And, Al, what kind of speeds will these drivers be hitting on Area 27 in an RS1 Cup
5: car. Yeah, you know, Area 27 is a very cool, you know, racetrack. You know, the combination of, you know, Bill Rosso did a great job putting that together with the design, you know, of Trevor and uh, Jacques Villeneuve, and Trevor did a great job at building it. Uh, you know, it's a 16-turn road course. There's quite a bit of elevation change. Uh, you know, you start by going in turn one, which, you know, I feel it's very similar to a quarter mile oval track. You do this high banking left hand turn that brings you just high speed right on the straightaway. Um, and the straightaway is quite long. The RS1 cars reach, you know, um, the fast guys like Sean and Riley and Trevor and, you know, Noel, they Jason, they're their low 160 mile an hour at the end of that straightaway. Um, then you go right into turn two, which is uh, a left hander. It's pretty high speed, and then things really start to slow down um, into the hard right-hand turn three, and then, you you know, four, five, six is pretty slow, then coming up seven is like a roller coaster. You go up quite a bit elevation, and there's seven A and seven B, and then when you do the hard left-hander, it actually, like, falls out underneath you, and you come down a hill, gain a whole bunch of speed coming into turn eight, and then that's a really slow right-hander up a really steep hill, a quick left um, then you work your way back around to the hairpin in turn 12, which you really got to woe it up in that hairpin. Um, and then you do another quick straightaway um, and turn 13 all the way through 14 is very strategic. Um, you know, some guys like Sean has that absolutely mastered. He That's where he picks up a lot of time. Uh, there's a little straightaway between 13 and 14, and, you know, some guys realize that's there and some doesn't. You can pick up some time there and then, You know, come through 15 and 16 and do it again. So there's three pretty high-speed straightaways, and it's a fun track to race at.
0: Well, I'll tell you, uh, Jerry Paxton and I got the opportunity to sit down with Trevor Seabird after he won uh, the last RS1 Cup race. Uh, We got together at the hotel after the race. Of course, uh, the Saturday race, we only got one 100 in, and then we got rain. So we went back Sunday morning, and we got the other 100-lap race in. No problem. Nice sunny day. And it gave us time in the afternoon to get together, and we precisely talked about Area 27 and the construction of it. I asked him how much input did Jacques have in the track, and he said, oh, quite a bit of input. Uh, He said it's kind of cool because uh, Jacques and Trevor wanted to come up with an area that uh, the guys couldn't check the rear view mirror to make sure that, uh, you know, the competitor that was uh, behind them was, uh, you know, too close or whatever, was about to steal the spot. They wanted to have an area where uh, the driver had to look out the windshield. And uh, really, really, uh, Trevor got giddy when he started talking about that one area that you come over the rise and you got to have the balls to take that car because it feels like you're going to take off. You know what I'm talking about, right?
5: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, it is utterly, the track falls out underneath you. And you really got to, you know, be able to get on that car and trust the car. And it feels really light. Um, it's an interesting corner, you know. And they did a great job of designing and building that. And there's also a bunch of banking there. You know, if anyone listening you know has never done some laps at area 27 if you ever have an opportunity whether it's street car or passing in an RS1 car I highly recommend everyone needs to experience a lap around there.
0: So this is it the final weekend coming up of RS1 Cup Series competition for 2022. Is there any availability if there's someone listening in that says hey I want to go do that is there opportunity for them this coming weekend?
5: Absolutely. So we we I am presently, I have one seat available right now for Cup, and I got two for our Challenge Series. You know, I got two guys I'm talking to right now about getting in that Cup car, but nothing is officially done yet. So, you know, anyone out there wants to get in that Cup car and come and race against, you know, 24 of some of the best drivers in North America, um, you know, if they get a hold of us pretty quick, we can definitely make that happen.
0: Okay, so that is this weekend. Let's forget about this weekend, and I also want to add in... These are Super Seal Championship points coming up this coming weekend, and by uh, no stretch these guys want these Super Seal Championship points, right? They got a big carrot at the end of this one.
5: Oh yeah, this weekend, you know, it's going to be very interesting here. You know, our Super Seal purse, you know, um, I don't know if any listeners um, who doesn't know, uh, they really stepped up and they put a hundred thousand dollar purse out this year to help our drivers. But our champion gets a ten thousand dollar bonus. So right now, yeah, Riley in the lead for cup and you know but sean's only seven points back and you know area 27 kind of become sean's little personal playground uh, he, he's really good around that place and seven points is uh, not hard to make up and you know noel daller um uh, picked up a couple wins on the oval this year and he's only 17 points back so noel definitely has a shot if you know riley and sean tangle up in turn one lap one but you know the other cool thing that's out of the a strategy this year is our throwaway races so we have 10 rates 10 points-paying races, two per event, um, which we have two coming up Saturday, but we only count the best eight for the championship. So, you know, right now, Riley has a third place in a throwaway. So if Riley finishes 18th on one of the races Saturday, he could throw that away and become a third, and, you know, Sean has a sixth. Uh, So there's a lot of strategy there on, you know, how you want to conserve tires and use your throwaways and, you know, the best... um, Scenario to win that championship, you know. And I've talked to Noel here a few times, and he hasn't given up. He he's pretty coming with his game to try to win a couple races and you know show Riley and Sean that Noel Dallers uh, coming to win that championship as well.
0: If you're rolling through British Columbia this coming weekend, uh, is there an area where you can pull up to Area 27? I know there is no grandstands at the facility but if there is fans touring through and they want to check it out, can they do that?
5: Absolutely. So, you know, there, there's no fans on the actual facility this weekend. Um, it's part of their club racing. Weekend. However, right on turn one, there's a, there's a public viewing area, and it's actually free for anybody that wants to come in and watch the racing. They can park right up there in turn one um, and, you know, see 24 cars come rolling in there at the at the initial green flag.
0: Oh, it'll be off the chart. And I want to let everybody know you won't miss it. You're going to be able to catch it all on Rev TV Canada. Uh, the race will be on there. Uh, and Cole Sorensen and I will be calling it. So we're looking forward to that. But, Al, this has been great catching up with you. We are going to spend some good quality time in the off season, and we'll fill everybody in on how they can get involved with rs1 for 2023 and uh i, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of different people coast to coast that are going to want to check oh. it out
5: oh absolutely you know we're, we're coming to the end of 2022 here but you know uh, trevor and i actually had some breakfast this morning we're working on our plans for 2023 and we have a lot of exciting news coming in the next couple months and i'm getting ready here uh, at the end of the year and well three four weeks to head back to ontario and start building some new cars and you know we're, we're going to be over 30 cars here for sure by the first race next year so um in five years to go from one to over 30 we're pretty excited about that and you know we'll watch our social media and people you know maybe i'll come back and i'll chat some more and we'll have some exciting news coming up at the end of the year and a schedule coming out you know, here in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, well, you're going to be able to count on it. I guarantee you'll be back. Al, thanks so much for the time tonight. Have a great race week, and uh I, I know we look forward to it, buddy.
5: Awesome, bud. You have a great night.
0: You betcha. Okay, Watch that RS1 Cup Series, Junior. It is going to be, uh like, it's going to be exciting. Area 27, and put that much out on the line, uh, Super Seal, man, I'll tell
1: you what, that's cool. Yeah, it is definitely um there's uh they've built something very special there uh it's, it's all about keeping it going right and and keeping it growing and uh, uh looking forward to uh to see where it goes oh uh
0: guaranteed and to see it on ovals to see it on a road course and that area 27 speedway uh that that road course phenomenal mm-hmm. you gotta check it out uh I wasn't one for road course racing back, I don't know, 10 years ago, and I've told the story a million times on race time. Ron Fellows was the guy that got me to watch, and it was back when Ron was running a nationwide car. And he goes, Joe, will you watch uh, uh, Grand America? No, not Grand America. Um, Road America. Road America. Watch that race. And I did. I sat down with my dad, and the two of us watched it. I've been a road course fan since. Yep. Yeah. And CTMP, we've got so many iconic, really good spots. Uh, but Area 27 definitely figures into that. Uh, we're getting close to the top of the hour. got to throw the keys back to Sirius XM. Uh, where are you off to this weekend? Velocity. Velocity. And we want to yep. welcome Peterborough Speedway. Autumn Colors Classic is, uh, is going to be where we're going to tell you lots about Autumn Colors. All the way from here, right up to the green flag. Uh, we want to welcome JP on board here at Racetime Radio, and we will hear from JP, the owner of Peterborough Speedway. Uh, it's going to be awesome this year. Autumn Colors Classic Weekend is always a big one, but this year is going to be even that much more special, Junior.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's uh, they're poised to uh, have a big year this year. Um, you know, this side of the pandemic, everything you know, full steam ahead. I think you're going to see. Peterborough Autumn Colors, right back to where it used to be. Um, last year was good, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that you're you're in for a real treat this year. Um, and he
0: had a lot of damage at the beginning of the year. That storm rolled through that speedway, yep. and uh, honest to God, J.P. and his crew have done a great job, even just to be able to run. Exactly, putting it back together. Uh, yeah, they put it all back together, and yep. uh, they, got her, they got her hooked up. That place is always fast. D-shaped oval.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard to get a hold of, is what oh, it is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's talk a about a track unknown. with
0: character. Oh, very, very much so. Yeah, and you would you would have a pretty good notebook on that. You with all the different cars that you've
1: gone with down to that facility. Yeah, yeah, you should have a pretty good idea what it takes to get around there. Yeah, I I mean I've worked with, uh, I've probably been to, I don't know, twenty autumn colors. It seems now I'm getting old. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a fantastic race, uh, every single time. Uh, you know, this year I got the chance to go back there with the, uh, with the APC series. Um, hadn't been there for a non autumn colors race since like, you know, back in the day when yeah. Oscar used to yeah, go there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, the, 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 they've got the facility looking great. Um, and it still races like old Peterborough, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, It's, uh, you know, I, it was one of the best APC races that we've seen all year um, with with Jake Sheridan and Ryan Kimball and J.R. Fitzpatrick and all those guys, um, you know, banging doors and, and uh, you know, putting, out, putting on a show.
0: Well, I got to tell you, we are getting, uh, what, 30 seconds away. Uh, get to a racetrack this weekend, wherever you are across this country. We haven't got many more weekends left at the Speedways, right? Uh, we are middle of September. I've got to thank Sue right here in the Race Time Radio studio. got to thank Scotty back in Toronto. And I've got to thank you for tuning in. Thanks, Junior, again. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Have a good week, everybody, and we'll catch you next Sunday night right here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. <laughs>